Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go. Socks versus Detroit. That's, that's where it all starts. It all starts taking care of business in-house in the Central Division. That's right, I'm a meatball. You gotta bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lansing got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. Hello, White Sox fans. It's Tony Marchese. Today, I'm joined by Sean Roberts, making his first post-game appearance here on Sox on Tap. Thank you for tuning in on this Easter Sunday. It was not a great ball game for the White Sox. Sean, happy you're here. We're going to talk a little White Sox baseball. We're going to break down probably the most brutal game that we've watched this year. And we'll get on to some other fun stuff. But Sean, happy Easter. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, happy Easter, Tony. Happy yeah, first uh first post game show. I've done a couple with you and Steve just uh before the season started, but this is my first time being able to join you for a post game uh show. And uh yeah, I guess just a, a big shoulder shrug to this one. And uh Brightside won the series. Move on to move on to Cleveland. Yeah, Sean, it was uh it was an interesting one today, but overall, uh, I think that this series was very good for the White Sox. Something that uh, we saw last year uh, was the White Sox struggle with playoff teams. Uh, so far early in this season, something I want to get right into is you've taken every series so far. Detroit, a little bit better than they were last year. Mariners, I think they're going to be a playoff team, at least on the fringe. Tampa, very good baseball team. Sox have beat all three of them in, in terms of the series. So, Good start to the year. I've been impressed with them so far. I, you know, they sit here and they're six and three now. They're still, they're in first place. We're two weeks into the year. This is we're not in the we're not in July. We're not in September. Um, right now, at this point, obviously, you always want to try and win every single game. But at the same time, you're two weeks into the season. We're focused on winning the series, I think, and that's what you saw a little bit today. And Tony, I know we talked about it before we started the show. Um, but when you go into when you win the first two games of a series, you have Vince Velasquez on the mound. You're kind of like, OK, let's let's see if we can steal one. And that's what the White Sox would have done today if they would have been able to win this game is they would have stole one from the Rays. And I think um, and that's an OK mindset, I believe, early on. I think if they set the tone, set the tone and and you get the first win of the series, you get the second win of the series, um, you can go into a game like this where you can, you know, see what happens, right? And I obviously, you give up four runs in the first. Were they squeezing Velasquez a little bit? Yeah. If he makes that play, if he makes that play, right? Like, obviously, we need to, we need to see strikes. But if he makes that play, you get the double play. You give up one run. That's a, it's a different mindset in the ball game. Um, but it didn't happen. But he battled through it. And I think that's what, you know, early on, I like to see how guys react to certain situations and how they bounce back. And then in that first inning, giving up four runs, he's walking people, um, but he bounced back, you know, and, and he went a little bit longer into the game, didn't give up any more runs, kept the team in it. And that's what you're going to get out of a fifth starter. People need to remember that. 
People need to remember that that's not Lucas Giolito on the mound. That's not Lance Lynn on the mound. He is a number five starter. Number five starters are supposed to keep you in a game and try and get through four or five innings. That's what they do. Giving up the four runs in the first, yeah, not good, but also it doesn't kill you, right? And it's in the first inning, so you still have the rest of the game to try and come back there. I I like to see that from him. Obviously, I don't think he's going to be on the team long-term, but I, I like the bounce back him uh, bounce back from him after the first. Yeah. And Sean, you talk about a few really, really good points that I want to dig into here. The first being, you know, if the Sox set the tone, I think they did overall set the tone in this series. You take the first two, um, you've got a chance for a sweep Sox second time uh, in a row here, back-to-back series where they were unable uh, to finish the sweep, but you're exactly right. Um, you know, you set the tone in the series and you have the opportunity to afford yourself, um, you know, going to your fifth guy on a Sunday and seeing what happens just a little bit. And I know that that's going to be, you know, I, I think you're pushing the buttons of a certain segment of, of fans in, in a way, uh, because they want to see the best lineup out there every day. They want to see, uh, this team win every single ball game. We discussed this on the show last year. Johnny and I extensively, you know, and, and a lot of people will come at Tony La Russa for this one. You know, why, why were certain managerial decisions made throughout today's ball game? You already see it on Twitter up and down. Um, but overall, Sean, there, there is a method here um, that, you know, you've got a first place ball club at the end of the first two weeks of the season. There's flushable games. There's flushable games. I think this was absolutely one of them. The second point you bring up, Vince Velasquez, I, I liked the bounce back from him as well. This guy's not going to be in the rotation come September unless there are massive, massive problems. <laughs> unless unless shit hit the fan. It's yes. not happening. Yeah, unless shit hits the fan, he will not be in the rotation at this point. We're dealing with some injury issues. You can make some arguments that Raylo should be the, uh, the guy who's in there. Um but I don't know what else you have. You have Johnny Cueto just ramping up to try and come and help you out in case anything gets even uglier. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do here? Like there was there was really no other kind of backup plan to this. No, one. I, don't, throw- I don't know where you draw this one up, Sean. I really don't. So I'm, I'm it's a, it's a flushable you. Is there idea. It's a flushable game. It's a flushable game. And Benetti even said it during the broadcast. You're going to have games like this. This is a long year. You're going to have games like this where this happens, where the Sox lose a game 9-2. to And it is what it is. Hopefully, you don't see a lot of them, right? Minimize them. Um, I'm a, I, Again, I think if – and we talked about this before the show. I think if this was the rubber match of the series – um, and this was the effort that was put out there on the field, I'd be a little bit more pissed off. Um, having said that, they won the series. You go into this game. Maybe you can steal a win, see what Velasquez has, get four, five innings out of them. Who knows? Um, but I, I'm not going to kill the Sox for today. I'm not going to kill Tony LaRusso for today. The, you, in the beginning of the year, guys are going to get more opportunity than when they will come July come August, right? You need to get players at bats. You need to see what they have. You need to get them in some sort of a rhythm. You had a shortened spring training. Guys are going to need a day or two off and that's okay. Now come August, come July or July or August or September. Okay. You're going to see a more consistent lineup on a, on an everyday basis. And that's okay. That's okay too. 
But, you know, to sit here and go, okay, well, why isn't Andrew Vaughn in the lineup and this and that, which I know is a hot topic on Twitter. But, like, Andrew Vaughn also has some of the – is up there as far as most at bats goes for a White Sox player. It's okay to give him a day off, right? Like, I'm okay with that. You're okay with that. I'm okay with giving it. Because guess what? Uh, When they play their next game, he's probably going to be in the starting lineup. So, God forbid someone gets a day off two weeks into the season on a Sunday in April. But I, I mean, some people have problems with that, and that's that's, and that's okay. That's, that's okay. okay. You're, everyone's their, allowed to have their opinions, opinions, right? Everyone's allowed. This is America. Yes. Everyone's allowed to have their opinions, and we can agree or disagree on how things are managed or whatever the case is. Um, I'm okay with today. I can I can sleep tonight knowing that uh, the Sox took a series from a potential playoff team. Absolutely, and I'm just going to get into this one real quick here, Sean. Nine to three, the final. Um, Tampa takes the series finale. The Sox now six and three. If we're going to look at this one, uh, the the real trouble came in the first inning. Uh, obviously, the Sox give up four runs. You kind of broke that one down. Sox get back on the board in the fourth and the fifth. A little bit of interesting offense there, Sean. I, I want to talk a little bit about that because if I do have one takeaway from this game, uh, it's that the bats do need to wake up. I know it was extremely freezing there today. The Sox scored their runs on some uh, hit by pitch uh, offense, some wild pitch offense. Uh, they had a chance to get another run via the wild pitch. Timmy uh, coming home gets tagged out. It just was not conventional. The ball was not being hit enough today, Sean. I think that was kind of the issue. You look at the four run spot in the first. It's still a winnable ball game when it becomes 4-2 here. The Sox kind of let this one slip away uh, in the eighth inning uh, when Anderson Severino comes in and uh, just did not look good. Uh, obviously, you, you just the bats need to wake up. Luis Robert a little yeah. bit uh, a little bit lost at the plate right now. Uh, you think something. that you you think Luis needs a day off? I think Luis might need a day off. I mean that's. Man, I, I don't know what else to tell you here, Sean. Uh, I just think that, you know, at certain points in time, you need to try things to get guys going. I mean, you saw Gavin Sheets stay in today's ball game. He provides the last little bit of offense for the White Sox, and he's looked putrid at the plate yeah. up right, until this point. People were bitching about that, too. So and I'm then glad he, that he's, and then he comes back and hits home run. I'm glad that he stayed in this ball game and hit home run. I actually had a tweet before the game, Sean. I don't know if you saw this one. Uh, I felt that Gavin Sheets home run coming today. And I was glad that Johnny, our our guy, Johnny, uh, was there and, and got the pictures of the fireworks. Hashtag fireworks for Tony. I love them. And, uh, you know, that was a nice little uh, Easter gift, I guess, from Gavin Sheets to me. A little Some gift fireworks. for you. Yeah, just to close out the ball game. Again, <laughs> I have fun watching these games, whether the Sox win or lose, Sean. That's the, that's the fun thing about being a, a baseball fan. There's always something to talk about after these games. It's why we do this show, why we talk about the team. I can take some joy in the Gavin Sheets home run, right? Yeah, just just a little bit. I mean, hell, we got to find some joy when there's just three hits yeah. uh, for the White Sox today, and that's and you, you got to got to get the bats going. But I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to. I'm we're, we're two weeks into the year. I'm not going to sit here looking at trends. I'm not going to sit here and 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 dive too much into that because there's too much happening right now. There's too much of a feel out process that goes into the first month of a season. There's you have. You have guys that are possibly playing right now that aren't going to be there come July. There are guys. Can we look you know, at Yerman Mercedes last year as an example to all of this? Yes. Because last year out of the gate, I mean, this guy just did not stop hitting. 
and look what happened, you know, just a month later, the beginning of the baseball season brings all sorts of magic in, you know, uh, so many different ways, Sean, you yeah. see guys that, you know, just come out hitting uh, you see guys who start the season over 30 and can turn it around. I mean, look at Yasmani Grandal as well last year with the batting average. There's so many You'd Shohei Otani right now. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's another prime example. I mean, is the MLB, the show cover curse real? Who knows? We're working on that to confirm. I'll, I'll send Steve to investigate that one. But Sean, overall, I think, you know, just today's ball game, like you said, shoulder shrug, shrug it off. But let's let's dive into a few different White Sox topics here. Uh, we've talked extensively so far about, you know, not going to worry about this one. Sean, when do you start to get worried as a White Sox fan about losses like this? Um, Again, I, I think if this would have been – and I said this earlier, if this would have been the rubber match of the series, I would have been a little bit more ticked off. I, didn't, I don't even know worrying-wise, but I would have been pissed off. Where I would start to worry is if it's a divisional opponent um, come June, maybe late May. Um, that's where I might start worrying. Because then you're – if it's happening regularly, like if you're having one of these a week, that's a that might be a problem. That, that's creating bad habits, right? You want to you want to be as competitive as as you can in every single game. Obviously, you're not going to win them all, and obviously, um, you're gonna you are going to have games like this. But I think I would start worrying if it's happening regularly, and if it's middle end of May into June, that's when you start going, okay, we've lost four games by, you know, or you know, having a nine to two type score or a blowout like that's. Eh, that might be a little bit of a problem, but where's it coming from, right? Is it a Vince Velasquez start? Is it because uh, if it's a Lucas Giolito start and it's happening, it's happened a couple times. Yeah, I'm I'm worrying because that's our ace, right? Like Vince Velasquez, yeah, I'll even throw Johnny Cueto in there, right? Mm-hmm. Johnny Cueto, you lose a game nine to two, but he was able to go five innings and save your bullpen just a little bit going into um, a possible big time series. And this White Sox got a lot of them here in the start of the year. Right, they got a lot of big, big series coming up. Um, you got Cleveland and then Minnesota. That you got to win your divisional games. Um, but I, I don't know. I would to answer your question, Mayor, Mayor June. You're not going to win them all. They're not going to win no. them all. I just wanted to know when. Uh, you know, you when to hit the panic yeah, button. When to hit the panic when button. To get mad online. You, yeah, when to get mad online. And, and today, for me, not a mad online day. I mean, there's certain things and aspects of a ball game that I think that you know, I'm a little bit peeved about the bats are, are probably the number one thing uh, beyond that. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, white Sox free agent acquisition. Uh, who's currently on the IL. There was some news today about Joe Kelly. Uh, seems like he threw a very good bullpen session uh, should be facing live hitters this week down in Arizona. I would assume he's going to head to Charlotte and make a few rehab appearances. Sean, the back end of this bullpen and we've kind of identified what bullpen a squad looks like this year. It's Kendall Graveman going to Liam Hendricks um, and Aaron Bummer is, is on that list as well. Joe Kelly should be back with this team. I would think in about three weeks is kind of my estimation here, assuming that there's no hiccups or unforeseen issues along the way with these rehab starts. Where do you figure Joe Kelly's going to sit in the back end of this bullpen? Uh, Sean, it's it, it's going to look a lot 
better even than it is right now. And that's yeah, I think really you intriguing. could yeah, I think uh it's a good question, Tony, honestly, because you, you I think we're slowly starting to see that Graveman is becoming that eighth inning guy. He's he's going to be. But the good thing, and this is where you can never have too much pitching, is say Graveman goes the night before and can't go the next day. Well, okay, now we can throw Joe Kelly into that mix, or you can throw in an Aaron Bummer. Um, to have four or five guys that can that can cover the sixth through the ninth consistently, and you know that they're pretty lo- they're pretty locked down, barring anything crazy happening. Um, Bummer's kind of wishy washy right now, but I'm I'm not too concerned about him. Um, but I I think you could throw Kelly, maybe throw him in that seventh inning role, depending on the matchups and stuff like that. Tony's gonna look, Tony's gonna mess with stuff, and I know it's gonna piss people off, but this is what he does. He's going to see where guys can possibly succeed. Um, and and what I mean, th- this is why we seen Jose Ruiz last season come into situations that Jose Ruiz would never be in that situation, but he wanted to see what he could do in, in those situations. Um, so I could see Joe Kelly coming in the sixth, I could see him coming in the seventh, I could see him coming in the eighth. If, if Liam, God forbid, needs a night off from closing, say the Sox, you know, have closed out five games in a row, he's probably not coming out there. He probably he wants to, but he's not going to. So you have the do you go to Graveman? Do you go to Joe Kelly? Who knows? Um, you got a lot of experience. And that's what I'm and that's what I'm getting at here is you have bullets that you can throw out there, man. Um, and I've been very impressed. Obviously, you can look you today, whatever, but I've been impressed with this with this bullpen. I really have. I have as well, Sean. I, I'm just really excited to see Joe Kelly uh make an appearance on the south side of Chicago while while we're there in person. It's gonna be a good white yeah. sock. It's yeah, gonna be a good white is. sock. I think he absolutely is. He's got the attitude too. Very soxy. Yes, he is very soxy, and I can't wait for some media appearances from from Joe Kelly. I think he's gonna provide a couple of quote lines that we'll discuss on this show. I can't wait for that to happen. I'm just, I'm ecstatic for it, and I hope that he is up with the team as soon as possible. It seems like they're playing a little bit cautious with them. Again, we're it's okay. Two weeks into this season, let's pump some brakes. Let's, you know, <laughs> we're this out. We're six and three in first place. AJ Pollock's not here. Joe Kelly's not here. Lance Lynn's not here. Giolito's missed some starts. What are we bitching about? I'm sorry. What what are we bitching about? Like they're like lineup construction. Larry yeah. Garcia at, at at the plate and in the field. Um Andrew Vaughn not being in the lineup every single day. The list goes on and on, Sean. I don't know. Like it, it, can you find something to complain? I want to hear you complain about something here like just complain about what happened to the what happened to winning ball games weren't enough that's a good topic that's a good like i texted you yesterday and i was like when did like winning ball games not be the end all result of things like when did we just stop when did we start not caring i and i don't want to say sit here and say not when do we start not caring about winning games but at the end of the day no matter how a game goes no matter what's happening with we're bringing in this reliever at this time or we're not pinch hitting this person at that time at the end of the day there's a w next to the white Sox. that's all i give a shit about like that's all i care buzz had a very similar take about this on the show yesterday as well i think that's important obviously you know one could flip that around and say you know, well, we're sitting here right now discussing how this is a flushable game. And, and I do, I do see the, the difference within this, Sean. Yes, we are, we are out here to win ball games. You're going to want to win more than you, than you're going to lose. That's 
how you build a team that's probably going to the playoffs. That being said, it's how you face some of these opponents and and what you look at throughout the series that matters to me. And I think the series W is something that I'm going to look at through this season, especially as we, you know, make our way later on into the year, because that's how you're going to reflect and play in these playoff matchups. I don't want to see the White Sox team dropping series to the likes of the New York Yankees, the Tampa Bay Rays, the Boston Red Sox. Uh, you know, we've got a two game set in Colorado. They look hot right now. I don't know how they're going to look uh, later on in the year, but I want to see the White Sox take season series from good teams. Number one and number two beat up on this division. I think that's going to be yep. important. Let's talk a little bit about the upcoming matchups. We've got a set in Cleveland, Cleveland, has been a very good baseball team to start this 2022 campaign, Sean. Keys to success for the White Sox as they take on the Cleveland Guardians. Is it a uh, four-game series? Is that? I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. Um, so my my keys uh, to success for Cleveland is obviously the bats got to the bats got to come right. Like the bat, you can't be having three hit games like you can get walks and that's all well and good and i know there's people that love walks and i love them too but you also got to swing the bat a little bit um i think you're gonna look when you go into any series with four games um you need a solid start you need solid starts from your starting pitching they need to be able to go six innings because you need to you need to keep that bullpen in check um because when you go into long series like that, man, like so, let's say tomorrow, um, they go. Who start? Do you know who's on? I don't know who's on the. I haven't. I would assume. I haven't seen a starting pitcher yet. It is a four game series in Cleveland. Kicks off okay. tomorrow, six ten. So let's uh, say whoever is starting tomorrow goes two innings. Well, we're in big trouble then, right? And then you're putting more pressure on the pitching moving forward so i would my keys to, uh, to success you need five to six innings of starting pitching and the bats need to come alive and i know you can sit there and say that for every game but when it comes to a four game series you want to you can't blow the bullpen in the first two games like you just you can't do it and so just a heads up for tomorrow uh the weather report over in cleveland does not look favorable 100 chance of rain it's going to be somewhere between 35 and 40 degrees oh, gross it's not going to look good for bats if this game is played now with that said you do have this four game set um just looking at this the first three games are night games the final getaway day is a 12 o'clock start chicago time um you might see a double header in here, although it is a divisional opponent. Um, so I don't, I don't know if they're going to try and kick this one down the road. The Sox will be back in Cleveland at some point in time here, but I'm just looking at this weather forecast, Sean, right now, and I, I've got some doubts about the White Sox playing tomorrow. With that said, a potential day off for this team at this juncture might help. Not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. Not a bad thing. No, and that, and you know what? Talking about another keys uh, key to success, contain Jose Ramirez. He's the only guy that can beat you. You got to contain him. And the White Sox had a big problem pitching to him last year. Now yep. that we, we, we bring this up, um, pitch around the guy. 
just pitch around, <laughs> right? him. pitch around him. There's a couple of other offensive weapons uh, that that Cleveland does have. Miles Straw started with Houston last year, wound up in Cleveland. Uh, he's dangerous on the base pass. I do not want to see him uh, on the base pass against the White Sox, especially with Yasmani Grandal lately uh, and the – I don't know what he's doing back there, but everything seems to bounce off this guy's glove at least early in the season. And and when when it's cold out, it it just seems even worse. Sean, any any thoughts there? I don't want to get run all over. Yeah, no, you got to control the running game, and that's been an issue for the White Sox um, controlling the running game. Um, but I, I I I'm not too. It's not my number one concern when when going to Cleveland. My number one concern whenever going to Cleveland is can you contain. Jose Ramirez and can you not lose by a walk off? Can can you can the bullpen end a game, right? Yes. And it's it's never really the start, right? When it comes to playing in Cleveland, it's never the start. The White Sox usually do a good job in the beginning of the games. Where we always struggle in Cleveland is when it comes to that eighth or ninth inning, and that's something that I look forward to, or I'll, I'll look for as far as matchups and all that go. Because um, it just always seems like whenever we're, we're there, at least in the last ten years, like walk off home runs or walk off base hits or we blow a couple, you know two run lead or whatever the case is so um contain jose ramirez and can the bullpen which i have all the confidence in the world of doing close it out very good points here sean very good points now do you have a series prediction assuming this goes four games what are you thinking the White Sox are going to do? Almost, I think you'll see here. I think you'll see a series split. I think it goes in two and two, which I'm I'm okay with. Like I can walk away from that. You just you never want to lose a series right now. If you go into a four game series, especially when it comes on the road against a division opponent, especially when it comes to Cleveland, um, I, I can live with a two and two split. Uh, you don't want to drop the series to them, so you don't want to either get swept or only get one out of this, and you know you get the the first win come Thursday or whenever that is. Um, I think you, I think it's two, two is my prediction. Hopefully it's better than that, but. I would hope so too. I'm going to go with three and one. I'm going to go with three and one. And in fact, if we look at this and say, we're going to get a rain out on Monday, I think the Sox take this uh, two and one. Uh, if they don't play the double header, I think the Sox will continue this streak of winning series uh, I, I want to see, like I've said multiple times today, the bats come alive. I'm very happy that Gavin Sheets left the yard at the end of this one. I think that bodes well for him in this series. Confident I think, booster. I think that Jose Abreu leaving the yard yesterday was a good, nice little confidence uh, confidence booster for him as well. Uh, you want to see this lineup start to work pitchers a little bit more they did that in a few innings today just were not opportunistic enough to drive in these runs but i want to see him start to string a couple of hits together and i think if the offense has the chance to do that the bats wake up a little bit we've seen enough from this pitching staff obviously to know that you can shorten a ball game at the end of this i want to see them like you said close this close these games out without any hiccups walk-offs it's demoralizing every single time it, it really is. I don't know what it and you is. Got, it's Oakland, Cleveland. There's there's just the certain ninth, teams. It, it's it's the ninth inning, and I don't know if they have if they'll have the drums anymore, right? But it's the ninth inning in Cleveland, and you got the you get the the drums banging after every pitch, and or it's just it's it's always something, man. But I'm I'm hoping that uh, now that they're the Guardians, the drums are are retired. 
but I, I, I think that I think if uh, the drums are retired. I would, I, I don't want to hear the drums anymore. And if, and, if, the drums. and you know what I'm talking about when it comes to the eighth or ninth inning, those, those drums become more obnoxious. <laughs> they abs, they absolutely do. Uh, I've got some, I've got some probable pitchers for you here. Yeah. Uh, so we've got Dallas Keuchel on the mound on Monday, uh, coming right. in with a five four ERA, struck out five. He's one and zero. He's going to be going up against Shane Bieber. That's going to be a little bit of a dangerous, uh, dangerous matchup. Uh, you got Jimmy Lambert uh, scheduled and slated for Tuesday. He'll be facing off Tristan McKenzie. Uh, McKenzie's 0-1, 257 ERA. Hey, real, real quick, Tony, let me let me ask you something here. Yes. The Jimmy Lambert starts. Are you upset that they're not going to Ronaldo? I think right now, Reynaldo Lopez's role has been established in the bullpen. I've said this a couple of times before. It's it's interesting to me that it's not Reynaldo. But I'm also kind of happy for the simple fact that I like Reynaldo Lopez having a defined role, and I don't like Reynaldo Lopez going through a batting order more than once. I, I really don't. I think he's most effective the first time through. One to two innings. I love that as a role for him. In fact, the Jimmy Lambert start, I expect to see Reynaldo Lopez in that ball game in about the third, fourth inning, depending on how things unravel. I'm okay not throwing him in that starting rotation right now and using him as needed in kind of that longer relief, but not so long uh, where he becomes exposed. I think there's enough other guys in the roster to kind of cover some of that stuff, but I like Reynaldo Lopez being that kind of weapon. When you see the starting rotation at full strength, you're going to get the ability to use Reynaldo Lopez. Anytime you have a starter who doesn't cover five or six innings, that's where you throw him out there. Then you can go to Joe Kelly. You can go to Kendall Graveman. You can go to Liam Hendricks and just end that ball game uh, without having to go down other paths i i'm, I'm kind of happy with defining reynaldo lopez's role out of the bullpen i'm curious yeah your thoughts here. i'm i'm 100 with you i like the established role because you don't you have a guy that it's, he's been he's battled stuff right like he's battled stuff especially you know up 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 in his dome um and so when it, giving him an established role he's you're not giving him too much to think about right you're not like hey you're gonna be uh our long reliever but we might throw in into a starting role you give him one thing to focus on right and let him master that um you have guys like jimmy lambert and let's be honest in a week jimmy lambert god willing will not be in the starting rotation you know like that goes back to lucas giolito and as far as vince velasquez goes that might be johnny cueto's spot here in a few weeks like we who knows um but i i'm okay with lopez i know that there's a lot of people mad online when lopez isn't getting the call and i I get it. Don't get me wrong. Like there's a there's confusion and aggravation when it comes to that. Um, but I also I like him having an established role and them sticking with that. Because um, sometimes when you put too much on a guy and you 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 clog his head and he doesn't know, baseball players work well with consistency and and knowing what their job is or what their role is. When you start adding too much to their plate, it, it's all mindset stuff. It really is like you talk about we, we talk about closers all the time, right? Like they need that ninth inning. We've seen it with Craig Kimbrell. Like it's amazing the, the difference in one inning makes, but it apparently it does make a difference. So some guys you have to. It's just that's how baseball players are. It's weird. 
I was I was the same way as a player. Like I needed. So are you things. are you saying that you're superstitious? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Just trying to clear that one. Tony, up. I'm also a guy that <laughs> that in 2005 hung a White Sox jersey um, in my bathroom in my house all through the postseason, strictly because the White Sox were winning. I'm also a guy that had Cub fans as neighbors that came over and flipped our White Sox flag upside down in the start of the World Series. Um, and we didn't know about it. And game three of the world series, my dad went out and flipped it right back upside, right, you know, normal. And the Astros were up five to nothing. So he went out, flipped it back upside down and the Sox came back in that, in that game three and it stayed upside down throughout the world series. So yeah, we're superstitious, but to go back to Lopez, yes, it is, it's a mindset and I'm okay with this and, and establishing his role early. And so he knows I don't have to worry about spot starting. I don't have to worry about trying to go five, six innings. I come in for my inning, maybe two. I can throw as hard as I can. I can throw my breaking stuff because he's got good shit. You can, th- you can throw that, and you don't have to worry about anything else. I'm, I'm totally right there with you, and I, I, love, I love the fact that we've now established Reynaldo Lopez, relief pitcher. I think that you know it, it kind of ends those questions, who are you going to get here? Um, I think long-term it's going to be the most beneficial move for the White Sox. Finishing off the rotation for this series, Dylan Cease will take the ball on April 20th, Wednesday, against Zach Plesak, and then you'll get Michael Kopech for the series finale on Thursday. Sean, Next factor, baby. Sean, Sean, I love the way the rotation sets up here, especially in in the case of a rainout. I would imagine that Dallas Keuchel takes the ball on Tuesday. They go right to Dylan Cease and then to Michael Kopech. Um, And and if there is no rainout, I'm still okay with this because you'll see Jimmy Lambert uh, get a little chance there. But again, I kind of go into that ball game the same way I went into today's. You don't know what you're going to get. You need the bats to be present and that's how you're going to have to win some ball games. And the Sox have shown that they can do that this year so far. I, I like the way that the rotation sets up for, for this series. I think that this is, this is going to be a good one. It's going to be interesting to see the top two teams of the AL central kind of battle this one out early. I, I like it. I, I think this will be a nice little measuring stick for the AL central. And I hope that the white Sox, uh, you know, show up and, and play the way that they're capable of playing. I think we'll see a, a nice display and, and white Sox fans will be happy. I'm with you. A good divisional test here coming up. And and I mean, really, this whole week, because you go from Cleveland to Minnesota. So it's 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 an early season divisional measuring stick. Um, and obviously, uh, the Guardians, I'm, I was getting ready to say the Indians there, but the, the <laughs> I was going to say, this is the first time that we've had to, you know, preview a series with the Guardians we haven't slipped up that much and I've seen some national broadcasters slip up on this one a couple of times. I think we've done pretty good. I think we deserve some pats on the back for that, Sean. To be be fair, we've been going the safe route and just going Cleveland, Cleveland. And that's, that was, that was, that was the plan all along. We, we, we discussed that in the, in the, in the pregame for the postgame show. Sean, I don't have much else in terms of White Sox topics to discuss on this fine Sunday. Obviously, the Sox drop the series finale today to Tampa Bay, unable to complete the sweep. Is what it is. We're moving on here at Sox on Tap. Sean, do you have any final thoughts before we close this show down? No, just everyone take a breath. We're two weeks in. Everything's going to be okay. 
It's not the end of the world because certain people aren't in the lineup on an everyday basis. It's not the end of the world because Vince Velasquez has taken them out. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And and Sean's if, here for you. Um, yeah. He's if you need you. to, if you need to DM me, we can talk. Tweet at me at Sean twenty three Roberts. I'll, I'll be your guy. But we're talking about a first place baseball team here. Two weeks into the season. You're going to see some things that you're not going to see in July. You're going to see some things that you're not going to see in September. It's going to be okay. Now, Vince Velasquez is getting starts in September, like we established. Uh, shit's probably hit the fan, and we're we'll talking be here about to those. talk to you too. Too, <laughs> if you need to DM yeah. me, then too, we'll be here for you. Yes, so, exactly. Sean, nah, but, I love it. I love it. I'm I'm glad that we got to break this one down together. Hopefully, next time you're on, just like I Buzz, need a winner, man. The first time Buzz was on this season too, he got a he got a stinker of a ball game as well. So, uh, you know, he got a winner on the on the next go around. I'm sure you're going to get one. Yeah, Steve and Nani get all the wins, man. It's yeah, nonsense. yeah. Steve and Nani, the, the the winning combo. Although they were at the ballpark today, uh, in the in the freezing cold. And uh, I'm glad they stuck around to the end. Shout out to Johnny Nani for getting the the video of the the fireworks again. Once again, I think uh, uh, that hashtag awesome. fireworks yeah. for Tony. Hashtag fireworks for Tony. He stuck around all the way to the end to get those for me. My it goal, uh, late, but my uh, goal by again, the end of the thanks. season is to get that trending. That's my goal. Hashtag fireworks for Tony. Well, here's we'll the thing, on. though, is there's a selective group on White Sox Twitter that's going to think fireworks for Tony Larusa, and they're not going to. I was thinking the exact same thing. They're not going to be a fan of it. No, I, I I love it. I love it. And uh, Eric Bummer in the uh, the opening day, uh, they had him mic'd up, and he apparently loves fireworks too. And that makes me even happier uh, to see that Aaron Bummer in, enjoys the fireworks. I wasn't really a huge Aaron Bummer fan, but now that I know that he's a firework guy too, I know he's sitting out there in the bullpen <laughs> just enjoying things blowing up in the sky. I think that's pretty cool and tough. Absolutely. All right, Sean, we're going to close this one down. Thanks for all of those who have tuned in to hear us talk about a White Sox loss on Easter Sunday. Thanks for those who tuned in on the live stream and those who listen on the podcast. Be sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all of your Chicago sports literature podcasting needs. Check out our White Sox section. We've got game recaps. We've got injury news. We've got updates. We've got trade rumors. We've got all of that covered for you. Uh, Hop on over there and, uh, you know, come use us as your White Sox news source because that's cool and tough. Sean, thank you once again. Hopefully Thank next you. Next time we're talking about a White Sox winner, White Sox forever.